Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. We've had a bunch of cases similar to this recently, and this is a problem. And when you hear the national numbers, it's shocking. But an Arizona man who's planning to build his retirement home on a plot of land he bought 20 years ago discovered that somebody had bought that piece of land from somebody that wasn't him. And so it was sold for $200,000 and no one bothered to let him know that, oh, by the way, someone's selling your property. And so it's a scam, and it's, it's a, a new form of real estate fraud. And by new, I mean it's happened more recently in, in quite a, a larger uh, scale. Uh, it's probably been happening for years, but the point is that nowadays uh, it appears to be a, a serious issue. So Business Insider wrote a great story about this, uh, and Jordan Pandy wrote it. Uh, And the man's name is William Gordon. And so in March of this year, he received a letter in the mail from a title company congratulating him on the $200,000 sale of his Tucson, Arizona property. The problem, of course, is that he hadn't listed it for sale. And so it shouldn't have gotten sold. So he said that when he looked at the letter, there was problems. Among other things, they had a social security number wrong. And the address they sent it to was also wrong. He's not even sure how he got the letter. But he did get it. He's 65 years old. He bought the three and a third acre property back in 99 for $76,000. So he's been making regular mortgage payments on the land. And he had about $9,000 in payments left to go. And he'd own it free and clear. But then something happened. So he's one of many property owners that have been finding out about real estate fraud firsthand. Last year, 11,500 people in the U.S. reported losing a total of 350 million dollars from real estate scams, according to the FBI's center that tracks these things. That's a 64% increase from the year before. This is called home title theft, because you can't really steal the land. I mean, you go to the land, the land is there. But someone stole the title, in essence. And that's where someone steals a homeowner's identity to take ownership of the property, which leaves property owners like Gordon without many options for a quick fix. And it's been happening more often in recent years. In this case, the man was pulled in many directions over countless phone calls, trying to figure out, number one, what happened, and number two, how to fix it. And so the county told him, well, you just undo it. But the problem is nobody knew how to undo it. And it's easy when people go, oh, just do this. Just just do that. Just fix it. Uh, How? So he noticed a bunch of red flags that he wonders why nobody else spotted. And he said the notary they used was five and a half hours away in an entirely different county from where the documents were signed. That is one of the weak links in this chain. And I know people who are notaries. And you say, can you notarize this for me? And so they watch you sign something, and they'll ask for ID, and they'll make a note of who you are on the ID, and then they stamp the thing, and then they sign it and date it, and they'll sometimes put a seal on it. And and that's how it's supposed to work. That's how it's supposed to work. The problem is, if I take a piece of paper and I stamp it with something that looks like a notary seal and I sign a fake name to it and I, and I put a date on it and I submit that to somebody who goes, oh, it's been notarized. Uh, no, it hasn't. I, I just put a stamp on it that makes it look like it's notarized. It's very easy to do. So here the man lives in Phoenix, but the warranty deed recorded by the county had Arizona and Pima crossed out and somebody had written in Texas and Bexar a county almost 900 miles from Tucson. 
And the man says, I was not in Texas. I can prove I was in Arizona at the time that the paperwork was signed, allegedly, by a notary in Texas. So it's unclear who was impersonating him, but somebody was. And there was a notary stamp with the name of somebody on it out of Texas. So Gordon spoke with the title security agency, and that's the Arizona company, that handled his title work when he purchased the property in 1999. Keep in mind that the current entity now has a different name because it's changed ownership a couple years ago. But he said they quickly realized, they quickly realized that somebody was impersonating him. And so they directed him to his county recorder, whose job it is to record and index documents for the area. So he then went to their office and they told him, they said, well, we record documents. We don't verify them. And by the way, that's the same thing that happens in courts. There's often a basket to file stuff. That basket won't reject something you file in it. And many things that get filed in courts are simply accepted for filing. And so a county recorder takes something and says, thank you, I'll record this. So they record it. They don't check to see if it's valid. So the Pima County recorder told Insider she wasn't sure why the title company had sent the man to her because she says her office is essentially a library. We rely on title companies and on notaries because it is ultimately up to them to have the safeguards to ensure that they're dealing with the correct property. But of course, you don't know if it's a notary. It's a stamp that someone put on a piece of paper. Notaries and real estate agents usually confirm the identity of the parties involved in a transaction, while title companies confirm ownership of the land. But according to Gordon, None of that happened here before his land was sold. And so he's a little upset that a document as crucial as a deed would not have a rigorous verification process for identification. Title Security Agency did not immediately respond to multiple requests for comments. And uh, Gordon points out, I can't cash a check in a bank for 20 bucks without two forms of identification. And you're doing hundreds of thousands of dollars in financial transactions and you have zero processes or feel any responsibility to confirm identities? Now, real estate agents, especially in Arizona, have seen a rise in fraud, and it's especially true for vacant land. In the last three or four months, we've seen a huge uptick, and it caught everyone by surprise, says a designated broker for Realty One Group Integrity, speaking to Insider about title fraud. I'm not saying it never happened before, but not like this. Uh, He did not represent anybody in this particular case, but his brokerage did. Um, and so he says that his brokerage represented the buyer. He told Insider that in this instance, the seller was found out to be fraudulent soon after the deal closed. Cases like these are getting harder to sniff out. He told Insider to, he spoke with a broker that had four fraudulent incidents in one day. One day. But uh, they've instituted measures within their firm, like asking for copies of photo IDs. Huh. Uh, we have a situation going on, not only here, but other places where deed fraud is on the rise. Now, the CEO and designated broker for Realty Executives Arizona Territory, which brokered the sale of the property, say they've adopted new procedures after seeing what happened here. They now send a letter to the property that must be signed by the seller and returned in order to confirm their identity. So that's going to cost you all of about one postage stamp. I don't know how they can do that. Kidding. He said the question of who the responsibility to catch fraud falls to is still hazy. Who's got the liability? Is the title company? Is the agents? I don't think anybody knows that yet. So 
Unfortunately, this man spent around $9,000 on attorneys getting this straightened out. Apparently, he did get it straightened out, but it was not easy. The buyers were refunded their money from the title company. And, of course, that's because there's title insurance. Uh, and then, apparently, they then quit claimed the property back to the guy who owns it to clear the title with respect to the recorder. But, of course, all of this is a mess. And so the real question I have, and I suspect you've already thought of this also, is did the seller skate with that money? Because if they did, then, of course, they're inclined probably to do it again. And so an insurance company got hit for a chunk of money here. And the shame of it is that this guy who has his piece of property he's been paying on all these years uh, has to go through all of this to clear the title to his own property. And there's one other little anecdote in the story that I got to tell you. And it wound up happening that when they went to sell this property to somebody else, and it's a fraudulent seller, well, somebody looked and said, oh, there's a lien on the property with a bank, I think about $9,000. So they go, well, we got to pay that lien off. So they, they actually paid the $9,000 to the bank to pay the lien off. So they paid that lien off. Now they've got theoretically clear title, although they don't. And then they sell the property to this other person and then discover the transaction is fraudulent. So they go to unwind the deal and there's a problem. The $9,000 that was paid to the bank, in essence, was paid on behalf of this guy. And he said, well, you know, I didn't ask you to do that. And they complained. And the bank said, well, you got a problem here because you're going to need a windfall, and we don't think that's fair. So he apparently did pay them $11,000. And that's the total. And it says here that it included uh, the mortgage balance and property taxes. Because they'll often make you pay the last, most recent property tax, depending how close you are to the next one. He was apparently told by the people involved in this transaction that if you want this cleared quickly, you got to pay that money back to us. And he's like, I didn't have that kind of money laying around. And by the way, I just wasted a bunch of money on attorneys over here. So apparently, just to make it go away, he paid that money. So that was a nightmare also. But he did scrape up the money and pay them. So it's unfortunate that it happened to him. However, it's got a good ending because it ended well, meaning that he got his property back. There are people out there who discover that a piece of property got sold. If it's vacant, they might not know it right away. And somebody starts building a house on it. And if that process continues, the odds that they're building the house you want them to build there are pretty slim. That's one of the reasons you buy a vacant piece of property so you can build your own home there. Uh, so, you know, at least it was caught early enough to where no further damage got done, but he did have to scrape up the money to pay the loan off in essence early and then spend $9,000 of his own money straightening this out. So it's a nightmare. And so I'm hoping that the title insurance company who I believe got hit for $200,000 here is probably now saying, gee, maybe we need to straighten up our act and other title insurance companies will look at this and go, okay. Maybe we can learn from this too. But the scary part is how many people are getting ripped off across the country because they said that last year is 11500 grand total of $350 million, and that's a 64% increase from the year before. So crazy story from Business Insider. whole bunch of people sent me that. Thanks a lot. And uh, Jordan Pandy wrote it. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Don't force it. Get a larger hammer.